Good morning to you once again. It is 11am this Sunday, February 9th. I'm Alex Jensen. You are listening to TBS EFM 101.3, but a special novel coronavirus live update show, something that we are offering at this time of uncertainty, of heightened concern, with, yes, I'm afraid to say, more deaths reported over 800 now, including two outside of China, but uh, the vast majority mainland China. That's more deaths now than we saw in SARS in 2003, just to put that into perspective. And uh, around 35,000 cases of infection, again, the vast majority in China. But we are seeing a 25th case being confirmed here in South Korea as of this morning in in a 73-year-old woman, which is particularly concerning given her age. It's not known exactly how she may have uh, caught the infection because her son did return from China earlier this year, but it's not known whether he himself has shown any symptoms. That maybe is a risk for asymptomatic transmission, or there might be some other means. Uh, by the way, in better news, the fourth confirmed patient in this country has been released from hospital. That's the third person here to be released from treatment so far, which is the kind of excellent news we want to be hearing more of rather than extra infections. So with all that said, let's continue to discuss with experts across the globe. As uh, we have on the line, Professor Isaac Bogoc, University of Toronto School of Medicine, specialising in infectious diseases. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Interestingly, the roots of infection are all the more under the spotlight, given these question marks over how a, a woman in her 70s who didn't travel to China herself, but was in contact with her son who travelled to China, but who he himself wasn't showing symptoms, could have been infected. Uh, what's the likelihood, do you think, of asymptomatic transmission? Oh, that's a great question, because this is still uh, hotly debated in the, uh, certainly in the medical communities and certainly being talked about in the lay community as well. And, you know, there was this very high-profile case that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, probably the best medical journal in the world of the cases in Germany, where, you know, a woman purportedly transmitted the infection to several other people while she was asymptomatic. But when they went back and sort of dug a little deeper, indeed, she was not asymptomatic and she was showing symptoms. Uh, So the real question here is, you know, can an asymptomatic person transmit the infection? The answer is maybe, probably, but, you know, who's more likely to transmit the infection? It's usually people that are having symptoms, people who are coughing and, and spreading the virus a little more easily. And in terms of the the roots of infection, we've heard from the deputy head of the Shanghai Civil Affairs Bureau uh, calling on residents to take measures, including cancelling all social activities and gatherings, to open windows regularly to maintain circulation of indoor air, and to focus on household disinfection. Is that good advice? Is it overly cautious? What's your view? No. I think that's really good advice. We, we know that this, the, one of the main modes of transmission is going to be through, uh, through coughing and droplets in the air. So if someone coughs and they're infected with the virus, they can have little droplets in the, like tiny, tiny microscopic droplets in the air. And if people are in close contact with them, those can land on their mouth or their nose and, and, or they could breathe that in and that, and that can cause infection. But of course, we also know that these 
the virus in these droplets can land on surfaces. And uh, it's not quite clear how long the virus can live on a surface for, but it most certainly can live for a, a short to a moderate period of time. And if, you, if someone touches that surface, they get the virus on their hands, and then they maybe touch their mouth or their nose, which we're very prone to doing on a frequent basis, you can probably get infected that way as well. So that's why these precautions to have impeccable hand hygiene still stand. And people should be uh, certainly uh, cautious about this, especially in public settings where you're touching doorknobs and elevator buttons. It's just a good idea to keep that in mind. But when we're talking about a population of more than 50 million people and 25 confirmed cases, to cancel all social gatherings seems to be potentially excessive, not only because of the economic repercussions, but the the social and mental health repercussions, depending on how long this lasts. I would certainly agree with you. I mean, with 25 cases in a massive population, the risk of the novel coronavirus at this point in time is extraordinarily small. It's extraordinarily small. So, I mean, uh, you know, this is these are general precautions in terms of hand hygiene for really preventing the spread of most uh, infectious diseases that, that can live on surfaces. But, I mean, the, to, to start canceling, you know, mass gatherings and, and other major social, uh, social circumstances, I mean, these are, I mean, we're all looking at the same data. We all have the same data. We all know the case numbers. We all have access to the same information, and, and people will, you know, interpret that information differently and implement policies differently. But we all have access to the same information, and it just goes to show you how differently people will react to some of this data. The other question that I wanted to ask you about transmission, because, like you said, we don't know how long this virus might be able to survive on, on a surface. But yesterday... I was passing through one of the big shopping districts of Seoul and the one of the main department stores there was just completely closed. And the reason it was closed was because uh, there'd been a case of an infected person going through there. And that's happening with other places as well, either because employees or visitors are being uh, proven later to have been affected. But it seemed to me, again, like uh, overkill, the, the idea that yeah. like in the last few days someone happened to pass through a massive facility if you were to go shopping there and you didn't particularly just rub your hands on things, I mean, it, it, viruses I don't agree. just float in the air, do they, waiting for someone no, to jump no. onto? No, not at all. I, I would completely agree with you on that. I mean, we have to put this data and bring it back down to planet Earth. I mean, with uh, the, what is it, 25 cases you have in Korea or something like that? I mean, with that... 25, number, yeah. Yeah, with that few number of cases, the risk of acquiring this infection in Korea currently is like extraordinarily small, extraordinarily small. And, you know, truly, unless someone has recently traveled to China, usually within about a 14-day period of time, or has been in contact with someone who has traveled to China uh, and has potentially acquired this infection, then your risk is, you know, quite frankly, getting close to about 0%. So, I mean, the risk is extraordinarily small. I have to use the words carefully, about 0%. Of course, this can change. I mean, it's an evolving epidemic, but currently, without those few numbers in that population, the, the risk is extraordinarily small. We have the same issue in Canada, 38 million people. We have six cases, and people acting accordingly and saying, okay, you know, let's keep an eye on this, but there's no room for concern right now. But on the other hand, you see other people who are, you know, uh, petrified of this virus in Canada when the risk of acquiring the infection currently in Canada is close to zero percent. The thing is, Canada, 
was one of the countries that had a sore experience with SARS with a fatality rate of more than 17%, uh, 43 deaths from 241 SARS cases recorded according to WHO uh, official data. And now with the death rate of novel coronavirus exceeding that of SARS, it's understandable to be concerned. But throwing in some reverse perspective there... um, Canada, this time around, has seen a relative handful of cases, right? About seven confirmed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I think we have to, you know, and I I would say the same thing. I think Canada is certainly sensitized to this, and I would say South Korea is sensitized to this with their experience with the MERS outbreak from a couple of years ago as well. So, I mean, both of our countries have have, uh, have similar negative experiences with uh, with coronaviruses. However, those coronaviruses are certainly a lot more lethal than this one. And although the absolute numbers of deaths are uh, are similar with uh, with SARS compared with this novel coronavirus, I think we have to keep in mind that the relative numbers of deaths with this novel coronavirus are far smaller, far, far, far smaller. So SARS, I mean, had a has a case fatality rate of about 10 or 11%, a little bit higher in older people, a little bit younger, a little bit lower in younger people. But this, this novel uh, coronavirus that's you know, mainly 99% of which is, in, is still in China, you know, the, the mortality rates for this are, are, are small. I, I know the reported mortality rates now say about 2.1%, but most people that are following this closely are well aware that that number will very likely drop considerably because we know that the, uh, there's a growing appreciation of people who are ill with this infection who just aren't sick enough to seek medical care. They're not getting counted. So these numbers are still slightly biased, and, and most people following this would are, are, are generally uh, optimistic that that case fatality rate will fall far below the 2% realm. So, you know, I think comparing SARS to, to this one, there's, of course there's some parallels, but, but not that many. Professor Isaac Bogoc, thank you so much for giving us your time as well today from the University of Toronto School of Medicine. Anytime.